I want to go to Natalie Harris, who's an advanced care paramedic and author of Save My Life School, to talk about the first responders, because I think a lot of people are talking about the families of the Broncos, but those first responders were obviously members of that community as well. And exactly, you know, what these first responders go through when they visit a scene like this. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks for giving us some time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So as a first responder, I don't know if you've had to deal with an accident like so devastating. You know, the top of the bus was, you know, opened like it was uh, a sardine can. So how does this kind of accident and attending this kind of scene weigh on first responders? Well, first, I'd just like to say uh, my deepest condolences go out to the family and friends of everyone involved and also to all the first responders, family and friends and to the first responders, because this is just a tragedy that is um, almost impossible to comprehend. I've never myself participated in a call that was to this magnitude, um, but uh, I've definitely been to countless calls of that were very traumatic. And, you know, it's really hard to tell the effects psychologically that these calls have on each individual first responder really varies from first responder to first responder. But the most important thing at this time is that they get the peer support and the psychological uh, help that they need immediately. So um, luckily with our provincial bill that was passed 163, Bill 163 a couple years ago, um, there is a, a, a bigger light that's been shone on the care that the first responders need after um, the trauma that they see throughout their career. So that's really great. Um, but we need to make sure that it's across Canada. And um, that's a, a different bill, is Bill C-211, that can help with that. But these amazing first responders that took part in this call, you know, really need the peer support, care, and the psychological expertise immediately. What's the protocol for first, you know, first responders after attending a scene like this? It really depends um, service to service. So sometimes uh, depending on um, how many vehicles are available. So say the ambulances are and the paramedics are just completely um, all used at a certain time, which happens in our province on an almost daily basis as we have, we don't have enough paramedics out on the road to get to all the calls um, in a timely fashion sometimes. So a lot of times the paramedics are forced to go call the call back to back, even after traumatic incidences. So they don't get and a day off. It wouldn't be like, okay, you've got to sit down. Now you have to psych- talk to a psychologist or psychiatrist about what you saw and how you deal with it. And you need to take days off because we're so strapped for resources. They don't get time off. That's correct. That's correct. And again, it's service to service. There's some services that are really identifying the need for um, approving time off and getting uh, psychological care right away. But uh, no, in my experience right now, we are in a crisis level where we don't have enough paramedics on the road. So um, they go without having lunch sometimes. They go without going to the washroom sometimes. This is just even my own personal experience. That is this a funding just, problem? This is a lot of a funding problem for sure. And it's, again, depending municipality-wise, region-wise. Um, it's uh, There's a lot of political red tape involved for sure. But, yeah, we need, we need more money for more paramedics for sure. 
Does the attention that's been placed on on family members of the Broncos by, you know, in, through social media and, you know, uh, hockey teams, you know, uh, like the I believe at the Leafs game, they had Broncos on their on the back of their uh, jerseys, both teams that were playing. And that instead, you know, during the national anthem, they were standing in a ring instead of facing each other. You know, does that attention placed on the family members um, help or um kind of make uh, first responders that were tending to that scene feel like they're sort of background or did they feel supported as well? Again, it really depends on the service and it depends on the individual. But no, I think that um, having these wonderful gestures um, of sympathy can only be positive for the first responders that are watching these games as well. And, um, you know, I think uh, there's a special tonight, actually, that's being aired on CBC in Ontario and Quebec. It was aired last night. It's called After the Sirens, and I'm part of it. Mm -hmm. And one of the paramedics who will be kind of followed with our journey through PTSD. And um, it's a really great opportunity for people to kind of see inside the minds of the paramedics that deal with these types of trauma, but uh, most are they're just so kind and, and, and would see those acts of sympathy as, as a positive thing for sure. So do you think as a paramedic that's been involved in, you know, going to uh, terrible crash scenes and giving life-saving care to people, um, do you think that there ever is a, an EMS worker that can walk away without PTSD or do you think everyone's suffering PTSD? No, I don't think everyone is suffering from PTSD. I definitely think so. PTSD or post-traumatic stress injury as well as what it's called sometimes, it does have physiological effects to three parts of our brain. And, and you know, there's a lot of research being done now that's showing that. But um, everybody's brain processes trauma differently. And what was traumatic for me and caused me post-traumatic stress disorder didn't necessarily cause it to everyone that came to the same calls that I did. Um, but one of the key factors in um, preventing such a thing from uh, developing is processing the trauma immediately and properly with um, peers. And, that, and that's not necessarily talking about the trauma exactly, but talking mm-hmm. about emotions. And then talking with professionals like psychologists and trained trauma specialists about the trauma. So community is going to be just as important for the uh, workers, the EMS workers and the first responders uh, that dealt with the uh, scene of the bus and truck crash, crash as it is for the people that were related and friends and family of those players. 100% because, you know, the first responders, um, and again, I'll speak from my own experience, we we feel um, like almost a part of that family because we were so intimately um, affected by the call and Mm -hmm. affected by the sights and sounds and all the different uh, signs and symptoms that go along with it. So 100%, it's, it's, it's so important. Well, after the sirens, you said uh, airs tonight on CBC, uh, I'll, I'll be tuning in and I appreciate your time today. I think it's important to talk about those first responders. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure.